Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Yeah, I'm recording now. This is it. This is how we start the podcast. Oh, I'm recording as well. That's convenient. Shall we crack on with it? I think we should probably start. Oh, nice. I might just leave this bit in, to be quite honest. Okay. It's quite amusing. Anyway, uh, hello, and uh, if you suffered through that horrible intro, my name's Ashley Green, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and the amazing co-host, that is, Aidan O'Sullivan. How are you doing today, sir? Where has this come from? We've literally been talking for the last sort of 20 minutes or so, and now you've given me a theme tune, you've got an accent, you've really, you're really committed to this. I love it. Well... I just don't want these podcasts to go stale because there's nothing worse than listening to a podcast and just hearing the same old Welcome to episode 17 today we're going to be talking about nah. Well it's exactly that. What yeah. I particularly loved is the uh, the very creative way in which you decided oh, to introduce yes. the podcast Oh that's strange that don't you It's almost as if it was planned except it wasn't, it really wasn't that's the worst bit, it just feels like it was it planned It was spontaneous, creatively spontaneous because today's episode, today's month even we're going to be spending the whole month talking about creativity and today we're going to be talking specifically about the use of creativity in developing new material so I thought it'd be good uh, just maybe um, pass over to you and, uh, and go from there really <laughs> Brilliant. I don't know where that was yeah. going. It just kind of went a little bit awkward there. It's <laughs> <laughs> just spontaneous awkwardness. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so I think before we do anything, I think we should probably all make sure that we're on the same level in terms of what creativity actually is. So for me, my understanding of creativity isn't the idea or the belief that somebody can do these like really int- lots of like varied, interesting things. Instead, I see creativity... As, uh, as as the ability to use our own minds to put ideas together. And in fact, the Google definition, I actually wrote this down just before we started recording. Uh, the Google definition of creativity is the use of imagination or original ideas in order to create something. So the your ability to use your own thoughts and your own ideas to put them together to do a thing. And in this episode, we're talking about the idea of tricks and actually creating routines and tricks and and things like that um but that's the kind of angle we're going to be approaching it from and i think what's important to know um it it kind of one of my favorite phrases of all time uh, comes from einstein and he said that creativity is simply intelligence having fun and now i've got into lots of internet debates about this over the last few weeks um but for me, like people say, oh, no, I don't believe that. You don't have to be intelligent to be creative and you don't have to be like not all intelligent people are creative and, and they're, like all these weird and wonderful arguments. So um, actually, what do you think about that? First of all, Cre- creativity honest, is intelligence well, having fun. I, I don't think you can say anyone's not intelligent because we all shine in our individual areas. And and if you are, are intelligent in a certain area, then you're going to be creative in that area because you know about it. So to be honest, I would I would probably agree with that. I mean, when I was younger, I used to um, I used to assume that I'm not 
that I wasn't really creative. And even going back a couple of months ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm fairly intelligent in what I do. Trying to not sound egotistical there. Um, but I just didn't consider myself creative. And it was only really in the last few months I've realised, actually, I, I think I I am slightly in, in what I've put together with my performances and some of the tricks I've come up with. So to be honest, I think everyone is is creative. and it's And I think it also links into confidence. So as well as just saying... Creativity is just intel in intelligence having fun. I think it's intelligence having fun with the confidence to execute it. I like that. That's probably I like what that. I would I like say. That. Yeah, I mean, so for me, for my understanding of this, just before we jump into the application to tricks and things, but uh, my, my sort of understanding is that the, the whole idea and the whole concept of uh, having a creative idea, it involves two or more initial ideas or stimulus or pieces of information from inside of your head to be sort of squished together and actually bringing those two ideas together for example i'm sure we've all been in those situations before that we've been thinking about tricks and routines and uh, we've been thinking well i'd love to have this thing happen i'd love to be able to tell my spectator their date of birth but i don't know how to i don't know how to get it do it like do i peek do i have them write it down to that do, like how do i do that and then all of a sudden this other idea comes out from like zings out of nowhere it's like oh my gosh i remember i read in on page 53 of this ancient old book a genius way of finding that and then you pair these ideas together and you're able to create this trick so um for me creativity is it's not something that like it's, it's like a muscle we all have to practice it and the, the more you try and be creative the better you'll be at it but this idea of pairing information and pairing ideas together can really help you go a long way and i think that if you can do that that that's a, a level of intelligence in and of itself like a level of creative intelligence so um yeah I, I mean training that creative muscle is, is something which you know everyone can do to to improve their creativity i know you've got some fantastic points on that indeed but i, I think the thing which people can start to do straight away if they're sat there saying oh I, I do struggle with creativity maybe they lack that confidence to accept that they are creative individuals and let their creativity flow maybe they can just start journaling whenever an idea pops into their head rather than just dismissing ah oh, that's rubbish just write it down and just try and elaborate on it and it's through doing that that you're getting into the creative process and over the next week or so you might kind of write a hundred naff tricks or things or presentations down which you wouldn't want to show your best mate because they're really awful but eventually through going into that you're you'll eventually come up with one fantastic idea and you'll be like hang on a minute i can go further with this and this is a piece of gold and i think that's where it starts just accepting that not every idea you're going to come up with is going to be good like, i think it's impossible to just come up with a brilliant idea every week i mean Christ, hey, I mean, you look at me and TSM, like, how many times do I speak to you, Aiden? And it's like, oh, I think we should do this. And you're like, nah, that's rubbish. And I'm like, oh, I think we should do that. And you're like, nah, it's still not great. And I'm like, well, this, 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 and this. And you're like, no. And then there's that like, one time where I'm going like, I've had this idea about that. And you're like, that's gold. And then, and then we do it. Well, this is so it. This is the way to go. You've got to, you've got to you've got to get through all of the terrible ideas. If you're trying, if you go through this, look, through life in general with this idea that you you want to only be doing good things and like you only want to be doing the like the best ideas and you only want to be showing off the best of your ability and you don't want bad ideas you're going to hit these roadblocks and you're going to have these problems because 
we always have ideas that suck. I mean, again, you you mentioned that you have a load of ideas and then strike a piece of gold when it comes down to to TSM. Again, it's the exact same the other way. It's one of those situations where you've just got to get rid of all of the naff ideas in order to filter through and find the stuff that works. And you like you mentioned journaling, and that's I just want to quickly t- touch on that a little bit more because that was actually a question asked in one of the uh, mentalism Facebook groups the other day. Um, and I put a little comment in there because I actually use uh, three different types of journaling. Um, so I do it like a, a morning journaling, which is literally just a brain dump of anything that's in my head, plus some gratitude and bits and pieces. Because if you're interested, the psychology behind that is it's incredibly powerful. Um, I won't bore you with that here. Um, I also in the evening, I plan my next day um, in advance. So I write a list of I, I review what I've done each day. Uh, like I tick off things and I'm, I just make a little comment on how I, I progress towards my bigger goals um, and then I also plan the following day so I do that in the evenings as well but in terms of uh, like the magic tricks and, and mentalism tricks and all of this kind of stuff the presentation of mentalism I actually have a physical um, notebook and I, I write all of my ideas in fact I've got multiple um, but I write all of my ideas down and when I can when it's convenient I get them chucked into this uh, notebook so that it's that one place where all of my ideas are whether they're good whether they're bad I don't care I just want them in there because they're all in that one place where you can scroll back through uh, and just even if you're just literally just flicking through the pages and then think oh I remember that idea it, it just brings it back into your head to think about again because our minds are terrible storage units absolutely terrible so if you can get it out yeah. of your head and onto the page you're going to keep hold of it for a lot longer great advice so what you're saying is all of our brains are like a cheap sd card from poundland sure that's not a metaphor that i was <laughs> uh, playing with but we will roll with that that's the episode title your brain is a cheap sd card from poundland oh there we go yeah so I um I think it would be great at this point now that people kind of know our ideas behind creativity is actually talk about how we apply all these skills and how we you know apply the creativity to coming up with with new tricks and and routines and and let people know what our creative processes are and for me I I just want to spend a moment talking about uh, an example of when I was coming up with my online show I um I. I always find it really hard to come up with ideas when I kind of want them. So when I wanted to come up with my uh, with the ideas for my online show and kind of piece that together, what I done was I just kind of shut the door and I practically laid in bed for like three days straight, just kind of thinking about nothing. I didn't want any distractions around me and I just kind of let my thoughts flow in and out. And I was just, I wasn't like writing down, I wasn't like, reading all these but I was just letting my current thoughts just kind of go forward and I was thinking what if I do this 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 and I was kind of like visualizing how it looks in my head and and going through that whole creative process in in my brain and just letting my thoughts go wild and then eventually after a few days it just kind of struck me and like the most obscure point when I, I think I was like in the toilet or something I was like oh my god there's a show but do you think that like from a, a psychology point of view it's because I've got rid of the distractions around me and I'm letting my thoughts go wild in that one particular area that it opens up the opportunities for those golden pieces of information to just kind of come in? Yeah, I think so. I, I think there are elements to it. Um, I think when we like we spend so long um, 
like it just in our like everyday life we're just thinking about things in the odd moment as we're scrolling through social media or we, or we scroll through and, uh, and we see oh well that's a cool idea i could probably use that save that or screenshot that idea and then we leave it for later and then we don't really do a lot with it or it never really comes up uh, but what you're mentioning here is this this ability to literally just stop and focus completely on what it is that you're after and um, something that i've been researching an awful lot lately is the idea of uh, what's known as a flow state now we've I've given some coaching calls and and we've spoken to this uh, to a bunch of people on this subject, but the flow state is essentially the um, it's described as the optimal state of consciousness in which you both perform at your best and you feel your best. So again, it's one of those situations where you complete. It's like the feeling um, where you just zone out completely and nothing else matters and you're just completely committed to the task and like as you're doing something nothing else matters like you're not even thinking about anything else and then when you finish that task and you step back and you think oh wow like okay i i i finished that and i think in this situation with you thinking of these ideas you shut out all of these distractions and you kind of you may or may not end up going into a flow state but the idea here is that you're just committed to that one specific task of i need to write a show I need to get ideas. I'm planning a routine. I need to get ideas. I need a new trick. I need to get methods. Like doing all of that and just giving yourself the freedom to just think is going to help you so, so, so much in terms of the level of creativity that you're going to just have access to. Does that make sense? Oh, perfectly. Hey there, guys. It's Aiden here from the Successful Mentalist podcast. Just interrupting for a quick second to say thanks for listening. No, of course, if you have just got a few moments, bring out your phones, whack the, the little subscribe button on. Um, yep, you know, the one that says subscribe, just press that button. And again, you're going to get updates from every time that we drop a new episode. You'll get those notifications straight into your mobile device or wherever you're listening to us. And again, it'll help boost our stats and get us out to more magicians and entertainers across the world, which is exactly what we want. Anyway, I'm going to leave you to go back to the podcast now. But make sure you subscribe. Do it. Do it. Again, just to quickly throw it out there for anybody who is interested in, in flow and actually researching a little bit more about this. Um, if you head over to the Flow Research Collective, uh, they've also got a podcast as well. So there's another podcast for you. They've called uh, it's called the Flow Research Collective Radio. Um, and they, they, disc, they break down what it is to, to, to enter flow. And there's loads of lots of different, really valuable resources. Um, and Stephen Kotler has written an awful lot of books on it as well. So just a further reading if you want. This is why Aiden knows so much because he's basically been spending the past week talking to the entire team at Flow Research Collective. <laughs> um, so it's true. Yeah, there we go. So if you guys want to uh, talk to Aiden a little bit more about flow or we'll check that out, uh, feel free to drop us a message and, uh, and head over and subscribe to their podcast. But I'm curious to know your process when you you want to come up with a, a new routine or like a, a new trick or like or show or performance. Like for me, like I mentioned, I, I lock myself away and I think I need to do this and I let my thoughts go wild and that kind of pieces together. I'm, I'm curious what your what your creative process is. So for me, it's it's, it's a little different. Um, I love music. Um, I It's 
probably the most profound important thing in my entire life i listen to all sorts of of music whether that's uh instrumentals or just pop rock just you name it it's in my spotify playlist i won't go into that now um but i use music to try and get inside of my head and think of an emotion and and i always try and i always like tying emotions to my shows and to my routines whether it's over or not i want to try and give myself that emotional connection to what it is i'm creating so playing a piece of music or or even just playing some like just youtubing some like waves like just lapping over the sea or forest noises or something just something to get me into this position of just calm and focus um that's one of the little things that i do but in terms of creating the actual routines uh it varies so sometimes i kind of have a vision of what it is that i want i literally just as same as you think of right this is the kind of thing i want how can i make that happen or how can i make that a little bit bigger a little bit better how can i make it a better trick if you like um and then just start thinking of ways there i, I literally spitball ideas in my, in my head and i try and get as many of them going out as possible i write everything down i scribble i i do a lot of scribbles when i'm writing new shows again you've seen i'm rewriting my show at the minute you've seen it's crazy and to the point that i've 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 seen the uh the way you write the shows it's not even in english it's it literally is scribbles it literally is scribbles but it tells me everything i need to know about the show so again it it really doesn't matter how you try and uh, write your shows or write your routines and your tricks and, and things so long as they just make sense to you so for me i find that music is a really really good help to um to to boosting my creative process and giving me that connection to what it is that i'm after i think about what it is that i want and sometimes i don't know Sometimes I don't really know what kind of routine I want. Um, so instead I flip it, like, what do I think an audience would want? If it's a close-up gig, what what do I think that they would want in this situation? How would they want me to, to, to perform? Or what would they want me to perform? And then how can I go a step beyond that? So I try and think about uh, the problem in as many different angles as possible. Um, and I find that, for me, that's like really, really useful. I remember, actually, as well, when we're... Um... When I was at the Young Magicians Club, um, I I was sat there. I can't remember how old I was. I was young, and uh, the magician, uh, I think it's Angelino Carbone. Oh, yeah. um, he Carbone. came out and he, um, uh, Angelo Carbone. Yeah, whatever. I probably said his name wrong, but you get the idea. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Anyway, cool, very creative magician, and he came out with slips of paper, and he had different boxes. He'd have object, trick and method and he said you randomly pick a piece of paper from each box you've got an object trick and a method and you have to piece them all together to create a routine i thought what a fantastic exercise like all the tricks we came up with were like super super silly but it's a great way of just kind of training that creative muscle as well i think we we pulled out like a uh hat levitation and air pump or something like that so we had this idea of using like mirrors and an air pump to like levitate a hat completely silly idea but it it like it really gets your creative juices flowing and and really trains you to think a bit more creativity and and look at look at things uh differently i think and it kind of links me on to my um oh yeah no i I think that's a a brilliant idea like giving yourself this opportunity to just think silly as well like I, i know it sounds ridiculous but you've got to give yourself the opportunity to just think silly and just really dream big when it comes down to creating a trick like sure you might be revealing a thought of playing card 
that could be the absolute trick. But turn it into something crazy. Like, how could you in the process not only reveal the playing card, but could you tell them everything about their lives? How could you, like, could you go into, imagine they simply think of a playing card and then everybody else in the entire room, in the entire venue is able to just have this playing card pop into their mind at the exact same time. Like, you really go as huge as you can. And just think, because then again, you just, you train your brain into that level of uh, creativity. Um, so again, exercises like that. We'll, we'll probably talk about it in the next episode as well, but uh, improv classes as as well, they they can be useful for some people. But um, yeah, give yourself the opportunity to, to think big, think silly, because that's where the good ideas come from. Yeah, exactly that. And um, it, it kind of leads on to my next point, really. Like last week, obviously, we were speaking to Dan Sperry in a in a fantastic episode. Which, if you haven't listened to that, uh, scroll back. It's literally uh, episode sixteen. Uh, we talk about Dan about a whole variety of things and even going to some crazy little conspiracies, which is quite fun. Um, but he obviously doesn't come up with his own tricks. He's very open about that. But what he does do is put a beautiful creative spin on every single thing he performs. Like, he he buy the tricks or get the tricks from other people, but he really makes it his own. And, of course, we do a, a mixture of that, both of us. We have things which which we perform which are our own, but then we also have other tricks and methods which are other people's. But we have such, a, like, a, a real spin on it now. It, it really makes it, like, suited to us. And, like, when you do this, do you have a different process to creating a, a different spin on that trick or is it a similar sort of creative process to what you mentioned as coming up with like a new show? Yeah, so for me, I mean, where possible, I, I like to try and either create my own material or, but again, like that's not always the case. Sometimes I have to use other people's methods and other other people's things just because it's a best fit situation for, for, for the moment. So I think that's the mo most important part is when you're looking at adapting other people's tricks, is to think maybe not taking the entire trick, but is there just a bit of it that you can take? Like, for example, you see, uh, I don't know, well, here's, here's a, literally a direct example. Um, I watched a few years ago, I watched uh, Darren Brown's Enigma, the stage show, um, for the first time, and it blew my mind. The ending to Enigma with, um, I'm sure everybody that's watched it can still remember the song. It's stuck in our heads. Um, but with all of the uh, all of the objects spelling it, if you can't if you haven't watched it, it's I'm ninety percent sure it's on YouTube. Um, I think Darren's uploaded it himself, so um, go give that a watch. Uh, but the ending to there with all of the different objects that are all in the right order and all of that crazy stuff, uh, that for me was like a brilliant routine. And then again, that originates actually from the basis of a, a, a burglass routine that um, was was updated for the show. But I loved that that trick if you like i love that idea behind that trick and so i kind of took it to myself and thought right how do i do it but the method was like my methods for my version of a similar trick is completely different but what i enjoyed was the randomness and the fairness of that so instead of taking the entire trick i just pulled out my favorite bits the randomness and the fairness of the process and that is what channeled into into the trick that i ended up putting together um just as a, a slight slight um 
difference. That routine, although I was actively thinking about that routine, I was actually sat in a, me- uh, a, a meeting in an office the, uh, the other months ago, late last year, early last year. I don't even know when it was. It was a while ago. I've had this routine for a long time. Uh, but literally I was sat in a meeting not thinking magic and mentalism and the entire routine just popped straight into my head literally instantly and i was like okay i need i scribbled it down in the back of my notebook and literally came back to it after the meeting and just refined it and it was all there so again sometimes the more like you practice creativity in this whole idea of inspiration as well that's another topic we could probably talk about um it all just kind of ties in together so um i know that's a long-winded way of me basically saying look at the look at other people's tricks if you're going to use them only try and use the best bits or the other bits you resonate with most uh, but that's what's yeah. going to instantly set you apart because you're not copying word for word routine for routine exactly and when an idea does come down it's so important to write that on your notes on your phone on a piece of paper because you you will forget you've already said poundland sd cards are our brains you need to get that on the paper so yeah it's i mean it, it links into a point that you know, when we had one of our, our coaching calls with someone the other day, they were talking about, uh, I think, uh, a line from a performer, Ken Dine, um, about like, uh, think of the most impossible uh, piece of information you can. And, and they were, we was, you know, going back and forth about how it doesn't suit. And that's because everyone's individual. What might work for someone might not work for you. You might buy a DVD set. And you've got to bear in mind that everything on there kind of, works for that performer but you're not them so you're not going to literally be able to take it and i mean you shouldn't take it and just literally do it like that because how many other people are also going to be doing that Uh, you want to be different and stand out but if you really want to be true to yourself and you really want to you know deliver an amazing first class performance you you can't take it because your audience will just think, oh, that's weird, that's that's not him, and it will kind of conflict with your character. So, yeah, like like you've said, when you read a book or whether you watch something on a DVD, you need to take the bits which, okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, and then you've got to sit down with it and just let the inspiration come in. Just, like, write down all the bad ideas, write down all the good ideas, how you can make it yours, and eventually it will just kind of hit you, and you'll be like, cool, now I've adapted that routine to suit. So now you're not coming up from something straight away, but you're using like a DVD set or trick from somewhere as almost a source of semi-inspiration to come up with something semi-new, even though it is basically the thing on that DVD. It's just more suited towards you, your character, and your performance. Well, exactly that. I think I think sometimes it's it's uh, a, a presentational element that you might want to take away. Sometimes it literally can be as big as the entire method of the trick, but and then you dump your own presentation and your own approach on top of that. That's really really important. And it goes back to what we've been, uh, we, we, we say it a lot, but it's it's so fundamentally important to really get to, to grips and understand your character and understand who you are playing. And again, we've got countless resources available on that subject already. I mean, if you want to jump back to episode five, we did a podcast on a uh, episode on how to find your character. We've got the workbook as well that was associated with that. Uh, we've done, I mean, Literally, so thirteen and fourteen psychological characters and psychic characters. Exactly. So, we've, so we've done a lot on this. We've topic. got a lot. It's something that we're we're both really really passionate about, and it is so important um, because as soon as you understand who you are and what you're trying to show through your performances, everything else will get easier. Um, and, and just this approach to creativity will become so much easier. 
Um, and this is why I, I like I have a big um, appreciation for the work of the people that consult for other performers because they're not just creating ideas for themselves. They're actually having to create with another person in mind. And sometimes that's easy. Sometimes that's easy. And perhaps, and I, like, I know that, um, I know that Colin has, has spoken about this in several places, but he, sometimes his approach is to create routines as if he was going to gift it to a friend of his. Like he's, he creates routines as if he was consulting, but then just keeps the idea for himself. So maybe that's a, a useful exercise. Maybe you picture whatever it is that you're trying to be on stage, that person that you're trying to be on stage or or in a close-up environment, or you try and just picture whatever it is that you are trying to be, that character, and then write routines for them as an external person. Because then you can visualize it. Uh, that'll be a really useful tool to help visualize the routines, which is something that, again, is incredibly important. Um, but if you could do that, visualize it from their perspective and then instantly steal the material, you're kind of giving yourself, well, free material um, and, and free ideas and, and free presentations and free scripting and all of that stuff. So, again, there's maybe something. Psychological life hack. Love it. You always got to do it. Well, for me, anyway. I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> there we are. Well, talking of uh, consulting, I mean, that's very similar to coaching, isn't it? Which, uh, if you guys are interested in having a, you know, a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with myself and Aidan, if if you want to take our advice and maybe jam with us and go a little bit further to, to really get us helping you improving your magic, mentalism, business, performance, mindset, we've even had like some entrepreneurs messaging us about these coaching calls, which is mad. But yeah, if you want to talk to us about any of that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash coaching. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that obviously uh, reviews these podcasts. Uh, it's amazing that you've taken the extra few moments to, to really just shed your thoughts uh, share your thoughts and let people know that our podcast is something worth listening to so thank you so much to everyone that uh to listens to those awesome. that writes those even i've just slurred my words yeah that was there. that, that was going go. so well and then it intro just... was cringy exit was cringy it's all cringe i kind of want to like it's been a, a really long like exit to this episode can we can we drop some gold like what right here three tips from your end to it to boost creativity just for the people that will have tuned out, they'll, have, they'll miss the gold. Yeah, you, you guys keep the gold because you're committed. You stay to the end. Uh, number one, just try and get rid of the distractions around you. Put your phone on silent. Stop picking it up, looking at it. It will just distract you. You'll end up on an hour swipe through through um, Instagram. Number two, uh, so yeah, number one, ignore distractions. Number two, no matter if something's bad, write it down. Get into that you know process of just getting used to the ideas and going from there. Uh, and number three, just have fun. Just have fun in what you do. And there's my uh, my three little tips. Uh, yeah, some great tips. Uh, if I was going to wrap up with uh, three simple tips, uh, it would be very much just, uh, similar. Just write everything down. Absolutely. That's so, so important. Get everything written down um, and just start trying to pair ideas. Actively go through them, flip back through them and try and connect up uh, any ideas and, and just have fun going crazy with these ideas part two dream big think big do like be as weird and as creative as you possibly can because through the chaos and the carnage 
there will be gold. I, I pretty much guarantee that. Um, third, don't be afraid to talk to other people as well. Get ideas from other people. There, Chances are if you're on a creative dip or you're not having that sort of creative energy, just bat it over to somebody else. Like, here's my situation. Help. And chances are most people will be able to uh, to help, whether they're lay people or even performers. So uh, it's entirely up to you. But there we go. Six little nuggets of gold for the people who got through the, the cringy end bit. Um, unless any, Ashley's got anything else to add, then this will be the end of this episode. Um, join us next week in which we're going to be talking about creativity in your presentations. Um, as usual, subscribe, jazz, insert words here. Um, catch you next week. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magicians Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magicians Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum and we'll send you all of the details.